0: Welcome back to another episode of Life is Full of Daisies, where we talk all things life and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Y'all, another great episode is on the horizon today because guess who's back? I mean, you can only guess one person,
1: right? At this point,
0: it's my favorite person, <laughs> it's one of my favorite humans in the whole wide world. Am Norma. I Uh, We'll talk about that. We did not have a contract. You did not ask for a contract. Okay, bye. (laughs) Hello,
1: Um, hello. Thank you for having me so we can talk life and octopuses.
0: That sounds funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm just a child.
0: I don't know. This episode for today, I actually watched my octopus teacher and and I remember hearing about this documentary, like, in the end of last year is when it came out. The reason why I even did this was because I remember I saved this on my Netflix account a while back last year. And I didn't watch it until this year. And I think what made me watch it is that it was up for an Oscar. It was nominated for an Oscar. And then it ended up winning the Oscar. But once I watched it, I mean, at first you're like, an octopus? What? A, a man yeah. and an
1: octopus have a relationship? What, what kind of stuff <laughs> <What> is this? <laughs> <laughs> right i was just like daisy what do you have me watching like what is this after i watched it i mean
0: spoilers ahead if you haven't watched it you you really should watch it
1: but but we're not- but if you do start at minute 18 because before that makes it doesn't matter well, minute 18 and forward but before that it's kind of giving you a backstory
0: of the man himself and where he was in life
1: Mm -hmm. I I think that is
0: is important to actually note if you want to get the gist of the whole story. And so anyways, so it's about a man and an octopus and how he was kind of at this point in his life where he's just, he was not in a very happy place. So then he, and this takes place in South Africa, in the reef shores of South Africa, and they call it the forest because it's like a seaweed forest. And so he was just free diving in these waters. And then he sees this octopus one day and then starts to, I guess committed to getting to know this or he was just fascinated by it Mm -hmm. so then he actually takes this whole year journey video recording the whole like relationship that they built and kind of took it from there and then he made this documentary and honestly it taught him a lot about life if you watch it I think everyone takes something different from it but just watching it like kind of For him, he he just finally got a new gist of what life is for him, and it helped him bond with his son. And at the end, it just shows us there is a circle of life, and it's about being a part of it and not
1: just visiting and being a visitor. Basically, it's a lesson of life, so just watch it, okay?
0: But you know, this podcast, we all about life
1: talk, y'all. Yeah, duh, because life is full of daisies. Which daisies is
0: representing new beginnings, okay? I want everyone to always know that. It's not just me thinking it's all about me.
1: Uh, Each (laughs) petal is like a story. Each petal is a lesson. It's a lesson in life. For those of
0: you that are new listening or even those that you've forgotten what that actually why this that name stays one because my name is spelled uniquely different. Mm -hmm. And two, because I am the host of this whole podcast. But three, it's more because when I looked up the significance of what a daisy was, one of the things that stood out to me and resonated the most was new beginnings. And it's like, no matter what part in life you are, there is always a way to have a new beginning or start a new path for yourself. It's just yeah. a matter of my choice.
1: I mean, hold on. Side note. How did you get stuck with a name like Daisy, meaning <laughs> a new beginning? And I got stuck with a name Norma for meaning an old lady. What? The? <laughs> <laughs> what? the I'm telling you, I get the, you know, I may be the baby child, but I feel like I was treated unfairly and not oh, as a baby child. Oh, oh, whatever. I think you're the favorite lies we'll discuss that later but i think that it's an untrue statement
0: what does norma mean norma is actually a a german name romance origin a single instance of the name norma is recorded in 1203 okay meaning
1: meaning percept okay (laughs) <laughs> i'm help? confused no it means nothing an old lady wait was one of, did one of our grandmas have norma no my mom she got it from a telenovela Oh like, no! i don't even know what norma was doing in a spanish soap opera to be honest like that's such a yeah as you said it comes from german like i i mean gave and we had colonizers in our country but still yeah, i don't I mean it.
0: Yeah, and then my name was daisy but it wasn't spelled like Daisy, like the flower, like D A I S Y. It's D E I S S Y. Like you yeah. would pronounce it in Spanish. So, anyways, like I said, there's so many la- lessons. But the film actually did impact me so much that I wanted to actually have a conversation about it. And who better to bring on the show than Norma herself? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's Tell talk. Me how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> so then I had Norma watch it so that she could give me her own interpretation of what she got from the story. And I think we got kind of the same gist. But speak for yourself, sister. <laughs> Okay, so let's get back. So one of the things also that I wanted to note is that this story takes place in a year span out of Henry, which is the main...
1: The, the, the character, The protagonist,
0: uh-huh. besides the octopus, of course. The shark um, is
1: the antagonist, by the way. So I hate the he, shark. Um, we hate him. He needs to go. Anyway. Yeah, or her. But, I don't know. Whatever. Or her.
0: Or her. You know, whatever you want to be and identify. It takes place because of Henry's anxiety and just tired of the rat race. He begins to explore and get to know this octopus. So then we go in and for me, we Norma, so what what was one of the first things that you got from
1: from this movie? Aside from like what have you got me watching? Like, I mean <laughs> No, I mean, like, I think you have to watch the whole film to truly get the the lesson out of it. So you cannot stop. Once you start, don't stop. But basically, like, regardless of how tiny we may be, we matter. Like every piece of everything belongs on this earth. And it's here for a reason. You may not know that reason, but you contribute to something bigger than just yourself. And for me, I think that was kind of like the bigger picture. It's just like, well one you contribute to something bigger but also you teach lessons along the way to to other people and I'm sure you get lessons from other people as well so
0: so is that it's, like that good saying you know there's certain people come into your life for certain reasons nobody's ever an accident it's yeah. always there either to be And this I say this all the time as I give advice to some of my friends and even people that are even my patients a lot of times it, they're either a chapter of your life or they're going to be part of the whole story but somehow always no matter even if they do you wrong. I always try to look at it like what lesson am I supposed to learn from this? Like what am I supposed to gather from this? Yeah. Or as the people in the South say, it's either a lesson or a blessing. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, y'all. That's right. Or one of the things that stood out to me was that because it was a year-long process and this octopus took a long time to actually, like, gain trust in this guy because octopuses tend to be very much loners. Towards the end, you see, like, he's actually recorded where the octopus was being very playful with the fish. He wasn't hunting them. And that was something he was like, wow, that, that's something that you don't normally see from a, a, such a loner Type of animal.
1: Wait, don't they just punch? I swear I I saw a meme the other day that said they like punch fish, but I guess that's what they're playing is.
0: (laughs) Or they're trying to tap them, but you know, their tentacles just suction onto them and the fish are like, whoa, dude, calm down. But one of the things that I got is that anything which is meaningful takes a lot of time. We're in this world where, especially in the dating realm, it's like everything, everything has to be so quickly and everything's so disposable. And it's like a rat race of doing this and that, that we don't take time to really try to form honest relationships. And this goes also for friendships, not just romantic relationship, but... I got that, and I was just like, wow, that is so true. Because some of my best friends, you know, they say that if you are friends with somebody for more than seven years, they're going to be somebody that's, that's part of your life forever. Yeah. And can't
1: get rid of me now. Can't, you can't. <laughs>
0: You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just like that is very true because it's it's taking a effort and even though our lives have changed throughout the years, it's made it's been an effort on both parties to continually be a part of each other's life whether that be a monthly dinner, whether like I have my my good like good friends, we do bougie dinners, like we'll go to a nice restaurant, get dressed up and then we catch up on life and it's maybe once a month. It's not, we don't see each other. We don't talk to each other every day. I mean, we not still how
1: best friends work? They yeah. like live right next door and then you only see them like every three months or something like that. Cause <laughs> life, you know? I mean, yeah. I always thought when I was younger, that best friends, you had to
0: be like on each other all the time. Mm-hmm. But even with my sisters, they're my best friends. And I literally send them memes all day long or TikTok videos. And that's the way we communicate. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's actually true.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's... I mean, some of my other friends don't really aren't into like the memes and the the videos.
1: Pick your audience. You got to be selective. You know, some people can be super goofy with you. Some people just aren't serious because that's just who they are.
0: Which that also brings a good point that in life, like nothing. I don't think that there's an actual formula per se of like what it should be, what a friendship should be. With you, I have a very different relationship than I do with Maria. Mm-hmm. You both are very. You all are my ride or die, mm-hmm. but y'all bring different aspects, and you bring different parts of me out. Yeah, that I'm a funny one. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. both are funny, Don't
1: but you are me,
0: Maria. <laughs> uh, but Maria, she's more of the reasonable. Like she's grounded. She gives us a lot of like that that we need. Sometimes I can be very as a Pisces, dreamy, and you know, say I'm no all, more, fan Pisces. <laughs> But I don't have all the qualities and tendencies of a Pisces. But I can be very indecisive or I overanalyze. And sometimes it takes me talking to both of my sisters to actually come to a conclusion because they gave me a lot of great insight that I I knew deep down was the truth but I just didn't want to face it and they're mm-hmm. the only ones that can kind of give me that or even like my other bffs that aren't my blood related sisters they give me a lot of sound advice too but they bring so much more life and it's a different kind of relationship but it's still they're still my best friends yeah yeah, yeah. and it's only a handful of people that I can say I, that are my best friends it's not a lot i mean i have a lot of acquaintances and i know a lot of people but to say like who your core people are that you could trust with anything it's mm-hmm. it's a very few and I'm, I'm okay with that I'm happy with that
1: yeah, you don't need a lot of people. You just need a few, a handful. And that's what it is.
0: So anyways, going back to my original statement of anything which is meaningful takes time. It's yeah. if you want something, you can't force it either. I think it has to be mutual agreement between two people that consciously make the effort to be a part of each other's lives. It's not like mm-hmm. one is putting more effort. And it's a good old saying is if they want to be a part of your life, they will make an effort to be a part of that life right right you know and so nothing if something is like happens i do this i relate it to dating when something just seems too good to be true like it's just like oh my gosh all of a sudden you're you feel like you're falling in love and everything's moving so quickly because it almost seems like it's too good to be true most of the time it is too good to be true and you know that saying what
1: if you have to force it <laughs> it's probably <laughs> Yeah (laughs) Fill in the blanks
0: Fill in the blanks y'all But yeah That's what I'm starting to realize That in life Even with friendships Like if it just feels Like it's too good To be true I almost question Like what the other Person's intentions are I'd rather it Feel like Now there are Instances where You just connect With somebody On a different level Like soul and spiritually That it's just Almost like you feel Like you've known That person for a long time And it could be That you were A part of each other's Lives in another life Mm -hmm. You know If you believe In that stuff I do Mm -hmm. And that's why You have that connection but even then you still know that you're going to be a part of each other's lives and you make start making efforts to really get to know each other yeah for sure so moving on from that vulnerability (gasps) both reveals and connects us and you're like how does vulnerability fit into this scenario with an octopus and a man yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't okay guys hear me out hear Hear me me out out. (laughs) Think about it. This man is going into the ocean, into this forest, mm-hmm. as they call it, literally pretty much unclothed. I mean, he has his obviously his swim shorts, mm-hmm. but he's that's very vulnerable to like for me going into the water in the ocean, I've always been afraid of it because the ocean is such a vast big place.
1: Yeah. It's massive. You're so like, Yeah. You there's no protection. You can't swim faster than the fish. You can't swim faster than what's already there. It's not your your habitat, as you will.
0: Yeah. So that was big on him. Like he was very vulnerable in Mm -hmm. like just going into the ocean. And sometimes these waves could be real the water could be kind of rough. Mm -hmm. But he committed to doing this for a year. And I just felt like he just stripped away any emotional and physical to go into the ocean as he enters the ocean. Because it's like you're literally giving yourself and letting the ocean kind of take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of that, like that circle of life thing. It's also very dangerous in the ocean. It's lonely. There's a lot of depth in the ocean. And for you to be able to be like, you know what? I'm going to take the plunge and I'm going to go into the ocean. You're trusting that. Yeah. And so that's why I felt like there that lesson there. So the here's one thing that I, I read or I put it down on my little notes here is like while he learns to hold his breath for staggering six minutes his need for air is a reminder that we can't always arm ourselves against the world that our fragility is precious too Mm -hmm. so and Brene brown is amazing because
1: she talks a lot about vulnerability she's the queen of vulnerability she is the queen
0: with a capital q is is
1: she from houston i think she's from houston she's
0: here in houston and she does i think she's a professor at u of a so with that said is i think a lot of us are so afraid because we don't know how to be vulnerable We don't Mm -hmm. want to expose ourselves because we are so guarded and protected from, one, it could be our traumas and what we've gone through in life. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we've become a society that is always very guarded and only show so much of ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's like you said, it's due to traumas. But, you know, at the same time, I think we've all had experiences where we've maybe said too much or told a person the wrong what you shouldn't have. And it's kind of like not done well in your favor. And I think that's why it's really hard to be vulnerable. But that's going back to choosing that relationship that matters, and that it takes time, like you're not going to be vulnerable on day one, it's going to take could be a few outings, whatever, being together to connect.
0: I think there's something to be said of when you truly want to when you feel a genuine connection with a friendship, a relationship, whatever it may be, there is a sense of you kind of letting your guard down a little bit and just kind of opening your up to really knowing this person. Because again, when you're not vulnerable, is there really a connection with someone? There's Uh a perceived
1: connection, but there's Uh not a real actual connection that's true because you have to open up there has to be that sense of like you know things about me that not everyone knows about and to me that's me trusting you with Mm -hmm. the things that i've told you yeah and not not hurting me because like sometimes maybe like a friend burns you or whatever for whatever reason and then all of a sudden you're allowing this new person into your life and you're trusting them with that information and not to hurt you in the same way well it's not
0: even that i mean yes it's that too but it's when you decide and when you know when you've really grown and worked on yourself, when you decide to be vulnerable, it's knowing that if that person does end up hurting you, that you will be okay. Mm -hmm. Because we can't always just hold everything in in anticipation and hoping that the right person will come along that we can tell these things to Mm -hmm. and they won't hurt us. It's about learning to let go and learning to really know that if something does go wrong, it's like letting go of that control factor. Mm -hmm. If something does go wrong, it's going to be okay, I can come back from this, like I'm more resilient than that. And it's, you know, if I tell you that, I mean, I've spoken about like my abuse history with a previous relationship, and how long that took, that took a lot for me to even be open about it, even on here. But I Mm -hmm. wanted to share it because I want other women to know that they're not alone. And I don't want anybody to ever have to go through that kind of emotional distress, physical distress in their life, because it takes a long time for you to rebuild yourself. Yeah, And I think that's what kept me for so many years not being able to open up to anybody because or any guys, especially. But again, it's just allowing other people in and knowing that whatever the outcome may be, that Uh you'll be okay but yeah. you're at least taking a chance on letting someone in and allowing them to also be vulnerable with you so that you can create a bigger connection. That's the whole point. Okay, guys, that's it.
1: Basically <laughs> what we were trying to get to. Was...
0: <laughs> Basically in a whole loop circle, but that's how life is, right? It's not a yeah. straight line. It's all this scribbly scrabble. And then you finally get to the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the journey. It's all about the journey. I love that journey for you. Is that what Alexa says? Yeah. Love I love journey that journey for, yeah. for you. And then my next point that I had was not everything lasts. And spoiler alert, (laughs) at the end of the movie, honestly, if you go online, you will see that the lifespan of an octopus is typically one year. Mm -hmm. And essentially, they live to procreate. And then that's the end. So another point that was made and that I noted was that not everything lasts and that you should always, that old, good old term or good old saying of live life to the fullest because mm-hmm. you don't really know when the last time you'll see that person. Life is, it's ever going, but at the same time, we don't know when it ends.
1: Right. It's unpredictable. We, it you it know. isn't.
0: We, we can sit here and plan for our future that we're going to live to 100, but mm-hmm. we just don't know. Life is just unpredictable in that sense. But if you go and research octopuses and like said, spoiler alert, you will know that they only live for one year. One year and essentially it's just to complete the circle of life and they procreate mm-hmm. and make more babies and then they that's it. And and that just goes to say like I think even Henry knew that this that was going to be the end, but at the same time he still enjoyed the relationship that he was building with this octopus. Like he enjoyed seeing and learning about this whole new world of how they are very resilient, how they're extremely smart
1: animals, mm-hmm. like wicked smart cuz she even was able to protect herself against a shark attack. I know, she's alone, not only is she a loner. So- so that means she has to like literally depend on herself to survive. And she did that. She did that. She did that. And she even used little
0: shells. with. I thought this was so cool. Is mm-hmm. In the beginning of the film, like he shows like I found this octopus and she had wrapped herself up in shells. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand why or what, what what that meant. Well, towards the end, whenever she was being attacked by this shark. And at the same time, he did not intervene whenever things were happening, like when life was happening. Yeah, he just he, let it happen and she and and you are able to see how resilient she is and resourceful. And at the end, like whenever she was getting away and she did end up beating the shark anyways, because he, she got on his back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she outsmarted the shark. Yeah. She
0: did. She outwitted him. And. At the end, she had at one point gotten all these shells and wrapped herself up in the shells like Mm -hmm. and used that as a like a barrier or a shield. And then at that point, when he saw that, he's like, oh, my gosh, when I found her, this is what she was doing. She She was was protecting protecting herself. So I was just like, man, these animals are like so wicked smart. I'm just like, how resourceful is that? And so I was just looking at that and then you know taking as we were taken through her journey it just shows us that you know we that sometimes it's like if you knew that your life only lasted a year wouldn't you lived it to the fullest wouldn't you take yeah. more risk wouldn't you take more chances wouldn't you tell that person that you liked them or loved
1: them like yeah i think yeah. if people if people had an expiration date that they knew was for a fact sh- for sure i think they'd act differently on every level there's no way like if i knew that i was gonna die in a year i'd probably be like F this job, I'm out of here. Let me go travel. I don't, I don't care. Whatever. Let me spend time with my fam, the people I love. And mm-hmm. cause yeah, whatever. Let me just get into debt. And you no, know, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> You're like I'm gonna be six feet under. Don't matter. That's right. But so that just made me definitely kind of reframe or rethink the way that I look. I've been looking at things as I, I've gotten caught up in just like being full-time working hygienist and then doing this podcast and then doing the next thing, the next thing. Don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying it. But it can be uh, time-consuming and then I forget about myself, about me just living and learning to enjoy the moments now and enjoying what is for right now and not just trying to always see the future.
1: Wasn't that the whole purpose of soul? Enjoying the little moments. (laughs) So basically what we're trying to say (laughs) is... Take a breather and like slow down, enjoy yeah. your life how it's supposed to be. Stop stressing about all these other things because mm-hmm. the truth is, it's it's the the smallest things you know that the moments that you take to just enjoy, be in the you know? present. Yeah, and be yeah, yeah. That's that's what matters.
0: And then also learning, like honestly, taken back. He was in the ocean, which is part of nature. One of my things is whenever I'm in nature or like I'm in traveling. That is when I truly feel free, when I truly feel at peace. Mm-hmm. And it's also going back to, and this is psychological too. There's studies that have been done on this is if you go and literally just like put your feet on the grass, on the ground, even if it's here at in, in your backyard. Memorial Park <laughs> or in a little, little speck of grass here in, your, in Houston, it does something to your body emotionally and
1: physically to help you kind of calm down. Oh, I had that moment yesterday. So obviously, it was raining here in Dallas. And I was taking I had to take my dog out. And it was I didn't realize that it was raining. So I came back in put on my rain jacket, got my umbrella, put his little dog coat on. And I was just like, you know, it's actually because I don't, you know, obviously, when it rains, people just don't want to go outside. But Mm -hmm. like, I went out there because I was like, let me do this. And it's just like, it was really, really peaceful. Just nobody's out there. Just everything's so calm and like for me that moment in general i enjoyed it which is like what you wouldn't think that like a moment like that would be anything right but Mm -hmm. it's just a little piece of just it's like you're letting out a sigh and just living in the moment
0: there's this famous like influencer i think her name is neba Little pockets of peace. What? You've, you've not heard of her, anyways. If you haven't, you should. <laughs> but she does these little pockets of peace on her, and she's very calm. Everything's always very light and airy. But it's like even her just taking a shower or washing something or making her breakfast, and it's about learning how to pick one moment in your day mm-hmm. to find peace, like or just truly like enjoy it and just breathe it in. And I, I'm have I've been having a hard time learning how to do that and just like taking a deep breath and just enjoying like me or even just my evenings petting Coco or playing with her like it's those moments that you need to remember to take time for yourself because yes your job is still going to keep going your life is still going to keep going but when you stop and actually just enjoy a little I think if you make it an effort to do it daily you'll start to kind of live in a happier place Mm -hmm. because it's your moment to just stop and not do anything. Yeah, you're in the yeah. present, you're not in the past and you're not in the future, you're in the present, exactly. And then I think he said this he's like, Find your eternity in each moment.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> so, find it, guys, find it, whatever that may be. Yeah. It's
1: sipping your cup of coffee in the back porch, watching the, the sunrise, sun, mm-hmm.
0: or if it's just taking your like Norma taking the dog out, or just even if it's raining, because in Houston it's been raining like every day. At nighttime, just enjoying like the calmness and the peace of just Mm -hmm. hearing the
1: rain on the window, Mm -hmm. you know? And also knowing that that rain, as you may not like it, serves a bigger purpose and because it's dry as hell in Texas. So (laughs) we need that water. (laughs) It's dry. Yeah, because otherwise we have these burn bands in effect and all that stuff. So
0: I find rain like almost lethargic because it cleanses. It's washing away. And it's giving you like, a, I feel like when it rains, those are our moments to like, you can't really, you don't go out as much or you don't do as much, but it's kind of your moments of like, ah, you can step back and you don't have to go to all these commitments. You can stay home if you want, whatever you do. Yeah. you
1: Unless you're in Houston, then it's just humid.
0: It's just humid, you job. But <laughs> I stayed in all day yesterday because I didn't feel like going anywhere and I didn't feel like doing anything. So I took a day off, yeah. you know? a literal day off from, every, well, at least half a day off from Life itself. So then, the next point that I wanted to bring into focus is love can be experienced in multiple forms. Meaning, meaning, Henry finds this like love of like the ocean, being in the water. But then he finds it's it's like he did love the octopus, like he Uh did, which you would you you're like what? Yeah, that's crazy. What kind of witchery is this? (laughs) But or brujeria. (laughs) but it's like does love have to be in romantic form? No. Does love have to be in just a friendship? No. Uh, think about how you, there is a certain love you have for your pets. It's yeah. very different than like that that you have with your siblings, with your parents, with your romantic partner. Love like I said is 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 so different and and then one thing that I also I think I I Saw it or read it or I wrote it. Can't remember which one. Is that with him, he went back to the ocean. Obviously found his love of nature and ocean. Then he also, then his son took interest in like being out as well. Mm-hmm. So then that love grew. Like that bond grew with yeah. between them. And then even then, like that octopus be getting on his chest that's a form of the octopus showing love for henry
1: mm-hmm. and
0: the takeaway from that is that sometimes the most important thing we can give another whether it's a, a chest for an octopus to lie on or a quiet adventure with a child is our proximity is letting someone know that you are there it's that you don't have to say anything but just letting them know hey here or just hanging out or whatever it be but it's your proximity love can be experienced in and like i said in many forms and here you saw you saw the example of the love for the ocean the the octopus you know being on the chest and then his love for his child and how his child then started to love the ocean and all of this mm-hmm. and it all is in our relation to how close We decide to be with each of these things. So love can be experienced in multiple forms. In movies, books, and songs, we promote romantic love as an ideal and disregard the nourishment which can come from sources from other sources okay so two more things i think that and then we'll wrap this up so one was that the love that this octopus literally lives to only have babies once they get pregnant and mate that's it like her life becomes taking
1: care of these little eggs until they hatch yeah because she's like half a million eggs they that's and only a handful survive yeah and so so her her sole purpose
0: becomes to be the caregiver of these babies to hatch. And so she slowly is dying, like, waiting for them to hatch.
1: That's crazy. You literally give your whole life to these little children, these you little, know? These little eight legged octopi. Yeah. And like, i who knows? And yeah it's it's very sad cuz it's just like she literally just kind of like after she gets impregnated like that's it for her she just sits still and there's nothing more that she can do aside from allow those those eggs to hatch and release them and that's it, and I'm telling you, the female species in in all forms of across the board is uh-huh. phenomenal. The fact that this is so unregarded and not understood by more people is sad because women bring so much more to this world. Well, not women, females, or the sex of female brings so much more to this world that anyone can ever imagine. Uh, and we
0: they, we create life. We literally grow human babies. In us and then still expect them to take the last name of the man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) I
0: think that just goes to show like the sacrifice of a mother, which is always so. And we're not going to dismiss like some people that whose mothers, unfortunately, just weren't a part of their lives. That's just not cool. They should have been but you know, but that just goes to show like, once you're a mother, you sacrifice everything for your child, you give up a lot of it for your child. Mm -hmm. And like in this instance, she literally dies for her babies. Yeah. Like she knows that that's the end. Yeah. And just the amount of sacrifices it can go into relation to humans. Like just as we once you have a child. I, I remember my mom always saying, like, once you have kids, you will never understand until you do. Mm-hmm. But you will always worry about them. No matter if they're 30, 40, 50, whatever, however old, you are always going to worry about them. Your life will never be the same because your life becomes all about those kids and making sure they are. But at the same time, that brings a new point is that I don't I I feel like mothers lose themselves when they have kids Mm -hmm. and they lose their identity because it's just all about their kids. And I don't want I want women to still feel like they can have be their own person their own embodied who they are mm-hmm. and still be a great mother but they don't have to lose themselves like
1: just be mom and that's all they are yeah
0: yeah because then they go off to college and then you're you're stuck with an empty nest and then you're kind of stuck at like oh my gosh I have to re trying find to myself out.
1: yeah trying to figure out what it what <laughs> yeah that's crazy Cause li- your kids go off and they
0: start their own life they kind of they have to go through their own they have to grow on their own they have to go through their own experiences and order to actually grow because you can't yeah. always be there for them and just like the octopus her whole purpose was to make sure that they hatched that's it And after Mm -hmm. that, they naturally innately were going to know how to try to survive because only a handful do because they are tiny little things. So anything can eat them. But at the same time, it's like mothers don't forget who you are. But it's also it brings up another point of how beautiful life is. And if you ever think that you aren't meant to be in this world or that you're not worthy enough, think about all the millions of cells and all. I mean, when you if you ever take anatomy and you learn like the whole chromosomes and how everything splits and then makes you there's so many things that can go wrong, that don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the fact that you if you are a perfectly healthy human being living in this world, dude, you are worthy, you are amazing. And you are meant to be here. You are a miracle of actual life, literal life. No. Yeah. So, you know, I know I got off on a little soapbox there. Sorry, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> the <laughs> what's point new? was,
1: go call your mother. Okay, call that's, your mother. Tell her point.
0: Yeah, call your mother, tell her you love her, and thank you for all the sacrifices. I know Mother's Day was earlier in the month, but you know what? You can no, do it more often. Mother's Day
1: is every day. Don't you forget that. Uh, That's just a business holiday where they make money.
0: And then the last part is when the octopus loses one of its cynicals from one of the times that she was being attacked by a shark who is the antagonist of this whole thing. A crusty dinosaur, yep. <laughs> He's a crusty dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I, like Henry did not, he kind of stepped back. He didn't, he wanted to intervene, but he couldn't because it's kind of like a part of life. But she did lose a tentacle. And, you know, even though she, he saw her injured and she was days after, like she was just nesting and kind of just in her little cave trying to recover. Once she came out, like he saw a new little tentacle growing. Mm-hmm. And I think that symbolizes that time will heal all things. Mm-hmm. And you will regain your confidence with whatever you have gone through it just takes time and it takes time to allow yourself to like the octopus was in the cave just sleeping and healing
1: i was gonna say and so think about it this way it took a hundred days for her to fully grow that tentacle right that's a third of her life roughly a third Mm -hmm. of her life so if you ever think that your healing is taking too long don't because Mm -hmm. the truth is it's it will take time. It's never going to be like a week or two or a month. It could be a year. It could be five years. It could be nine like mine. (laughs) It could be nine. You know, it just you just never know. So stick through the course and it'll be okay. But continue to heal.
0: Yeah. And always remember that you are healing. And as long as you continually are doing that, then I think you're on the right path and you will regain that confidence that you had once upon a time. Yeah, that I mean, I thought that was a very powerful like symbolism within that whole movie. Yeah. But anyways, guys, that wraps up the points I wanted to make with this movie. As we talked about life, and this was our little life talk today. As far as like the life lesson uh, for this episode, I think we gave many of those in in the, just how we spoke about the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ultimately, I think the the biggest lesson is being in the present and knowing that you are a part of this world. You are not just a visitor. Mm -hmm.
1: So embrace it, plant yourself in it and be a part of it. Yeah. Had you told me that I was going to cry over this docu series, documentary on Netflix, I would have been like, are you serious over an octopus and a man? (laughs) You're joking. Right. But girl, I was my, there was a little precipitation coming out of my eyes. <laughs> I think there was something in there. I don't know. But like I felt something. It gave you some feels, huh? Yeah, it, it gave you, me you. some feels. And, and I was just like, what in the world? And, and like I actually felt like bad for the octopus itself. Like I was just like, you know, something that I would never think twice of. It, I felt bad for the thing. Poor thing, you know. <sighs> so sad. It anyway, is. But it's. It's it completed its life. And yeah. it lived to
0: the fullest and it lived quite a long It lived enough to like procreate because remember, only a handful live. Mm-hmm. So out oh, of so the she millions. She was a, one of the lucky ones. Yeah,
1: not lucky. And <laughs> she knew how to survive. Well, no, because I, I don't know how the, because they get basically like released into the sea. So I don't know how they truly survive. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's actually interesting because she survived. She was one of the handful that did survive. Mm-hmm. So she was a fighter. From the get-go. She's a
0: fighter. She's the number one, y'all. But yeah, so remember, be a part of this life because you only get one life. You don't know when it's going to end. So make sure that you enjoy it to the fullest and continue to heal and grow and be the best version of yourself. Yeah, grow
1: that tentacle girl. Grow it. Or boy. Or dude you do you boo okay you do you boo
0: so guys that's it we're gonna wrap this up y'all as always y'all are amazing don't forget to go and follow us on instagram at life is full of daisies where you can dm me or you can email me at daisy at gmail.com that is h-e-l-l-o-d-e-i-s-s-y at gmail.com and don't forget to go on apple podcast where you can give me a five star review or if you love the episode leave a good worded review because this helps me grow and reach a bigger audience y'all it's been fun norma thank you for coming on again you're welcome and don't forget to be kind along the way and do an act of kindness bye Bye.